Welcome to the What's On Your Mind show. Thank you for tuning in again. All my guests are special, and I have with me Deborah, and I'm going to get her to introduce herself to you. Hi, listeners. My name is Deborah Ryberg. I am currently a member at Lakewood Church here in the Houston area. I'm part of uh, two ministries there, the Crisis Care Ministry and the Freedom Ministry Mentorship Ministry, where we disciple people in the Lord. I've been following the Lord now uh, for a little over 48 years. I am looking forward to sharing the word today that he's given me on lordship, design, and destiny, that you will get excited about who Jesus is, what he has for you, and how he is here to empower us to fulfill his plan for our lives. Amen. I, I'm just all pumped up. She got me all pumped up, and I hope you're listening, that you're feeling that 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 spirit, that spirit of joy, that the spirit of pumps so as we're ready to do this. So go ahead, Deborah. Go ahead and start it up. Start us off. Well, okay. The Lordship of Jesus Christ and the design that God has for us and the destiny that He has planned for us are all connected. First, I'd like to share with you the good news about making Jesus Lord of your life. I did that uh, a little over 48 years ago, and it was the best decision that I ever made. I, I came to understand, according to the Bible, in Romans 10, 9, 10, that when we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and we believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, we will be saved. It's with the belief in our heart that we confess with our mouth this is lordship and through this lordship we experience salvation now let me emphasize a little bit about salvation salvation is first and foremost deliverance from eternal judgment or perishing but it's more than that it encompasses our here and now as well Salvation, according to the scripture's term, is the Greek word soteria, and it means deliverance. It means welfare, which is your happiness, your well-being, your health. It needs prosperity, preservation, and safety. All of these things have to do with both the here and now and the later. And when we accept Jesus in our life because we have believed on him to be Lord, and that word Lord, which is Chiron in the Greek, it means the master, the one who is in supreme authority, the one who's ruler. When we come under his rulership, we come into his kingdom, we come under his government, we operate by his rules, his do's, his don'ts, and his do's and don'ts are so great, they are so freeing because of the kind of Lord that Jesus is. Um, the, the scripture tells us that uh, Jesus is light, he's life, he's a liberator, according to Luke 4.18. He, he, he had the spirit of the Lord upon him, and he was anointed by God to preach deliverance to captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who were bruised. You know, all of us, we're just coming out of this pandemic, and People are experiencing a lot of bruising in their lives. They've lost jobs. They've, they've been under pressures and depressions and even experienced separations from things that they had and owned for a long time, and that's created brokenheartedness. But the good news is 
under the lordship of Jesus Christ, there is an enabling power that destroys that yoke of brokenheartedness and brings freedom and liberty into our lives. The scripture says that Jesus is our creator. In John 1, 1 through 3, it says that he was in the beginning the word and all things were made by him and without him nothing was made that was made. In other words, He's the one that designed us. He's the one that put us together so he knows how we work best. You know, in the natural, if you are driving a car or using an appliance or whatever it is that you're using, you go back to the, to the manufacturer's manual to find out how yes. it works so yes. you can take advantage of yes. the benefits of that product to the max. And so when we go back to uh, surrendering to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, we're coming back under our creator who designed us, who knows how we work best, who knows how to cause us to get the maximum benefits out of our lives. Because Jesus said he came to give us life and an abundant life, a Amen. life full, a life overflowing. And in that life that Jesus offers us, he didn't just create us and give us a spin and go off and say, okay, now you're here, you got your brain, you got your talents, you got your gifts, now go off and do your own thing. No, he wants to work with us and he wants to work through us. And the good news about Jesus also is this, Jesus is as fully man as he is fully God. That means that he became flesh. The scripture says, just like we are, so that he could relate to us in a deeper way. He knows what it is to live uh, assaulted by temptations. He knows what it is to, to live over things pulling on your body to, and your mind to go one way opposite of God's original designs. But in flesh, he defeated those things that pull on us, those things that try to overcome us in this life fear or pride or, or strife, all these many different things that are working in this world government to try to keep us subject to it so that we don't live this abundant life the way we should. But Jesus, becoming a man, defeated all of those things so that he can in turn help us defeat things. Let me say something else about Jesus as Lord. When he came and he put on flesh and he walked as a man in this earth, the scripture says in the book of Philippians chapter 2, he set aside his dependency or reliance on his deity, on his God side. And he relied only on the side of himself as a man. So every miracle Jesus performed, every sermon he preached, all of his assignment that he fulfilled in this earth, he did it as a man reliant on the Holy Spirit. This was so that we could have a model. We could have an example that we too as men, under his lordship and reliance of the Holy Spirit, we can carry out any assignment that the Lord has for us. And God has assigned each and every human being a marvelous life. Jeremiah 29, 11 says the thoughts and the plans that God have for us are for prosperity, mm -hmm. they are for peace, and therefore a future full of hope. Mm -hmm. And that's something we all need a lot these days, Amen. a future filled with hope. Amen. 
a hope for a good life, a hope for victory, a hope for being able to rise above the things that are continually working to try to pull us down. Let me jump in here. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. This is so good. I'm hoping everybody, you're, you're just, you're even taking notes as Deborah is talking. Um, I, I just want to put this in. I want to interject. You're talking about salvation. You're talking about uh, being in uh, adopted into the kingdom of God because he said he adopts us into his kingdom. My eight-year-old grandson this week asked me how could he get into heaven, Deborah. How he accepted Jesus as his Lord this Glory week. So I just want to inject that age is not a matter of age when you come into the kingdom. It's a matter of when you open your heart to let him in. I just wrote a song the other day. It says, it says, open up the ancient gates. Open up the ancient doors and let the king of, of glory enter. And that's what God wants to do for the hearers. Everyone that is hearing right now, everyone that is viewing right now, he wants you to open up your heart so he can enter in and uh, give you that abundant life that Deborah has already spoke about in Jeremiah 2011. I agree. That ancient door is our hearts. And the key to opening up, the Bible says you can't believe unless you've heard. And that's why I'm sitting here today. I'm sharing with you so you can hear. One of the gifts that God gives us when we hear is faith. Faith will take and embrace what God offers us and brings it into our personal lives so we can experience it for ourselves. Just the other week, I was leaving the grocery store, and I'm beginning to open my heart more and more to Jesus, to the opportunities that are before me to share the gospel with people who can come into the kingdom. And there was a man at the bottom of the escalator as I was um, exiting the store that was selling some um, um, energy provider uh, uh, thing so that I could get another energy provider. He was explaining the benefits of this energy and how much money I would save. And so I'm listening. I'm hearing what he's offering me. And while I'm uh, listening to him, I said, Lord, does this man need you? And the Lord put it in my spirit, yes, share the gospel with him. So when he was done, I said to him, I said, sir, thank you for taking this time to offer me such great benefits. It sounds like it's going to really work in my life. I said, but I'd like to offer you some great benefits, too. Are you open to that? He said, yes. And so I asked him, and this is a question that the Lord has put on my heart to ask people. If you were to die today, God forbid, where would you go? He said, I don't know. He said, you know, I'm Catholic. And I said, it doesn't matter whether you're Catholic or you're Buddhist or you're a Muslim. It doesn't matter. Do you know where you go? He said, well, I hope I can go to heaven. I said, well, let me tell you the good news that will give you an assurance that you'll know where you're going. And then I shared with him, I said that uh, the Bible says that we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. That's something that we all share in common. We come in this world with a dead spirit separated from God. And that the wages of those sin is death. But the good news is the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And all those who call on his name shall be saved. He said, well, I go to church. I said, well, just like you are offering me this benefit today. 
But unless I go home and I contact you and I welcome this provider into my life, I'm not going to experience the benefits personally. And I said, it's like that with Jesus. You can know about him. You can even know what he did for you. But if you're going to personally experience the benefits, you've got to welcome that into your life to tap into it. And so he said, yes, I would like to receive Jesus. So I prayed with him this prayer. I said, almighty God, I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins. I believe he was raised from the dead, and I believe he's Lord. Right now, I repent of my sins. I open my heart to you. I ask you, Jesus, come into my life. Be Lord over my life. I'm confessing you as my personal Lord. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Help me to follow you every day. And from this day forward, because you said if I call on the name of the Lord, I'll be saved, I declare heaven is now my home. Amen. Tears fill this man's eyes as, as, as we rejoice together over him coming into the family of God. Because the Bible says when we believe something in our hearts, we're going to say it with our mouths. That's right. So that's the first step. That's the introduction, though into the kingdom of God. That's being translated, like the scripture says, out from under the control and the dominion of darkness. And it's being drawn to the Father and transferred into the kingdom of the Son of his love. Now that he has this new life, there is a building upon that foundation, which is Jesus Christ. There is a walking that salvation out. For those of you who have accepted Jesus as Lord, yes. that's only the introduction. Now, in order for us to, to um, embrace our original design, which comes through the Lordship of Jesus, which Faye mentioned, being children of God. How do we know how to be children of God? We have to be led by his spirit on a daily basis. It's the combination of the word of God that we're reading and meditating and coming to know which tells us who we are, which tells us who God is, and it's the combination of the Holy Spirit revealing what we're reading, revealing what we're discovering in the Word, and enabling us through grace to live that life every day. So, so what I'm hearing, Deborah, is that um, when, you, when we accept Jesus as our Lord, that's the introduction introduction that's the beginning yes but now it is time to walk in it in the word so so for christians it's uh you can't just say i'm saved or i'm a believer and you're not living it you have to walk it out yes right so yes. that's what i'm hearing so how like you said how do you do that the word of god uh the word reading the, your Bible to know what God is, uh, expect of you, going to church, uh, 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 tuning in, and uh, getting uh, fed under the pastor where he's teaching you the word of God. So you can't just say, okay, I'm saved, and then just live any kind of way. Like my African friends say, live any, anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. We, enjoying the benefits of the kingdom of God are going to solely be dependent upon how much submissive we are to the lordship of Jesus. The lordship of Jesus, of course, gets us into the kingdom. But the lordship of Jesus continues to cause us to draw from the benefits of the kingdom of God. 
And, and I know a lot of Christians, they, they have done what you said. They've received Jesus, they, and, but they're living as though Jesus is just Savior. You know, just the ticket out of hell, just the, the, the ticket into heaven. But he's more than that. He is the, 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 the one who uh, gives us the all power and authority of heaven and earth. In Matthew 28, 18, when Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me, now you go. He was talking to his followers at that point. Right. You go. Now, I'm delegating this all power of heaven and earth to you, and I'm asking you to take that power. Go into the world. Teach people about me, because people are not going to always want to listen, but there is a power that is, in, is delegated to the believer through prayer, through walking in love, through demonstrating the goodness of God through their lives as they walk out their Christian life that makes the gospel attractive to people. And it draws them in. The Holy Spirit will draw them in, even through the testimony of our daily lives. We don't have to walk around with a cross around our neck right. or, or a big Bible sitting uh, at our book, uh, right. our place of work. But if we are that written epistle through our attitude, wow. through our actions, through our words, we're, 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 we're emanating peace. We're emanating love. We're emanating a separation from the world. We're showing God is a God that's fun. He's not a sober, long, oh, white right. beard old guy sitting up there waiting for you to do the wrong thing so he can uh, come down on you like a hammer. God created fun. The whole thing of, of, of Adam and Eve in that garden showed us God is a fun God. Right. Everything they ever needed, jewels, goals, food, a uh, 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 good relationship right. with the, one another as husband and wife, every right. need ever met, no sickness, no disease. I mean, the garden was 24-7 party until sin came along. Right. Right. But we're returning to our original intent through the lordship of Jesus Christ, to live that good life once again. And that's what God wants us to demonstrate Amen. to the world through our authority and the power that flows from him. And remember, it's an all power and an all authority in both heaven and in earth. That's why when um, things are going in my life a certain way and they're not lining up, aligning with the purpose and the plan of God in my life, I can, through the name of Jesus, which I have been legalized to use to offer either requests before my Father or issue commands in that name, I can, through that name, take authority over those things opposing the will of God for my life. Jesus said that his name was above every name. At that name, knees bow, mm. tongues confess. Yes. And that's not just people's knees and not just people's tongues, but sometimes there are tongues coming to us in our thoughts, imaginations and reasonings that are telling us we're going to always be alone. We're never going to do anything in this earth that's going to amount to anything. Here I am, 68 years old or 68 years young, preaching the word with my best days ahead of me. Amen. I just graduated from Kenneth Copeland Bible College Amen. last year. I was one of the over 100 people that graduated 
from that first graduating class. And I'm telling you, God provided Amen. all of that Amen. and more for me to do that through the authority and the power that flows from his throne. He provided the, the finances Amen. to go. He provided the recall and the retention. Amen. In fact, I graduated summa cum laude. Amen. That means straight A's, people. God is able to give you authority. He can give you power over yes. the natural things in this world yes. and the spiritual things in the realm of the spirit that come to try to contradict the good life and the abundant life that Jesus has offered us. So Jesus' lordship is for, of course, the person who's never accepted him. Jesus wants you to know him. He's not hiding himself from you. Amen. He's not wanting to shut you out. He loves you. The whole crucifixion and his life in ministry is a demonstration of how much God loves us, how much he wants us to return to him as our, as his children. Amen. And his lordship is for the believer to continue to uh, live a life above this world. There's a scripture that says we are in this world, but we are not of it. And I can testify to that. Going through the pandemic, I was able to purchase a brand, a purchase a brand new vehicle, move into a wonderful home. Nobody in my family lost their jobs or lost their income. In fact, our income increased during the, the pandemic. On top of that, nobody came down with COVID. Nobody, and my daughter is an emergency room uh, RN at Ben Top Hospital working wow. with COVID patients. Wow. Never got the virus, never brought it home to me to Amen. get it because of the lordship of Jesus Christ. Amen. Under his lordship, no plague, no calamity Amen. can come near our dwelling place. The blood of Jesus is there to protect us, to provide for us, Amen. to cover us. And that blood was over her going in and going out. It's over me. I can't say enough about the good things, the great things that the Lordship of Jesus Christ has for us. Amen. God wants us to live as sons of God now in the earth. The Bible says that the earth is moaning and is groaning for a manifestation of the sons of God. That means people carrying the power and the presence of God in them, that they can lead someone out of the darkness into the light to be saved. If they've got an infirmity in their body, they can lay hands on that sick person and they will be healed. If they've got demonic oppression, depression, suicidal spirits, lustful spirits, whatever it is that's got them addicted, people are addicted to pornography. People are addicted to entertainment. People are addicted to power control. And the, the Holy Spirit through that all power and all authority that comes through Jesus Christ gives us the grace to walk up to that person and minister liberty to that captive Amen. and make them free. I mean, the Lordship of Jesus Christ and the manifestations of the sons of God is there to cause us to usher in, in this time and now, even the great revival that's beginning in the earth. There are people coming to the Lord every day in groves because they've seen coming out of this pandemic. What they trusted in wasn't this, uh, something solid, wasn't anything that they could continue to, to, to rely on. But I tell you, Jesus will never leave you. Amen. Jesus will never forsake you. 
even when you do the wrong thing, Christian, the Bible says that even if we confess our sin, mm -hmm. and we do, we're going to miss it on a daily basis or a weekly basis or a monthly basis. It does not matter. We have a Lord who is also a high priest, a merciful, faithful, yes. graceful high priest who put his blood on something called the mercy seat in heaven. Amen. And it says that blood is speaking. It speaks mercy every day. Amen. Every morning is new. It speaks forgiveness. It speaks cleansing and washing. It's not accusing. If you're getting an acute accusation coming towards you, whether it's in your mind or your emotions and thoughts, that's not God. God's a convictor. In other words, he will convince you of what's wrong and right, but he never puts you down. Amen. He doesn't condemn you. Amen. He doesn't kick you when you're down and say, you dirty, filthy, rotten sinner. You need to get up there. My son died for you, and you need to wow. get up from that low place and, and come on into the kingdom. No, he's a loving father that looks at us coming from afar off and, and runs to us with a hugging embrace ready to put his robe of righteousness yes. on us, ready to put the ring of authority on yes. our finger and put the shoes of peace on our feet so that we can walk this life as one of his children. He is a good God, and he's a good father. So he has the blood of Jesus there speaking on our behalf. Amen. And if we would just confess it and not try to make an excuse for it, there are times I go to God, I say, God, I don't want to do this. I don't even have a will to do what's right. And then he reminds me in Philippians 2, uh, verse 12, he says, I'll create in you both the power and the desire to do my good will and my pleasure. If you don't have a want to, I'll give you a want to, wow. to want to. <laughs> and then when I tell them, I've done the wrong thing, Lord, I'm not making an excuse for it. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed doing it. Mm -hmm. It was wrong, and I'm confessing it's wrong, and I'm judging myself over it. See, God wants us to judge ourselves, not other people, mm -hmm. but ourselves. And when I judge myself mm -hmm. and I come before God and confess that, the scripture says he is faithful, first of all, to forgive us. Amen. But then it doesn't stop there because we got a God that's a too much God. Amen. He forgives us and he cleanses us Amen. from all unrighteousness. He even washes away that desire, that unrighteous mental attitude, that unrighteous thing that's operating in us that even gives us desire to do that wrong thing. Deborah, I'm so sorry. We're coming to the end of our <laughs> show. And man, you are on the road. You're on the road. And I had mentioned earlier about this little song that I wrote. God gave me this song uh, not too long ago, Deborah. I'm just going to sing a little bit and we're going to close out. Okay. Open up the ancient gates, open up the ancient doors, and let the King of Glory enter. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. He's invincible in battle. Open up the ancient gates. Open up the ancient doors. And let the king of glory enter. And 
God is wanting you to open up your heart today. He's wanting you. He's wanting to come into your heart and be uh, Lord over your life. Uh, just like Deborah said, our uh, speaker for today, my friend for today and always, he's not a God that's want to hammer you down or ju bring judgment upon you. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless you with salvation. He wants to bless you with the good things uh, of the world while you're here. Blessing while you're on earth. And so I just hope that you would just take that in consideration and, and if you do, if you're ready right now, all you have to do is repent of your sin. And uh, Deborah, you want to lead them into a prayer of repentance? Yes. Repeat this after me. Say, Almighty God. Almighty God. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart. That Jesus. Jesus died for my sins. Died for my sins. I believe. I believe. He was raised from the dead. He was raised from the dead. And I believe that he is Lord. I believe he is Lord. I repent of my sins. I repent of my sins. And I open my heart to you, Jesus. And I open my heart to you, Jesus. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. I confess you to be. I confess you to be. Lord over my life. Lord over my life. Lead me by your Holy Spirit. Lead me by your Holy Spirit. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to follow you. Help me to follow you. Every day. Every day. And from this day forward. And from this day forward. I call heaven. I call my home. My home. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to thank you, uh, listening audience and viewing audience, for tuning in again. And we'll see you the next time on What's On Your Mind. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>